Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Morning to you, nine minutes after 9 a.m. I'm Andy. Thanks for joining in today on News Radio 949 890 KDXU, home of the Andy Griffin Show every morning. Had a, had a few days off. Got to Christmas and then Thursday and Friday last week, too, to uh, spend a little QT with the family. And I appreciate you uh, bearing with us as we got that done. Uh, I'm back. We do have Wednesday off. It's New Year's Day. But other than that, I'll be here the rest of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And uh, so, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, just a, kind of a sad note to start the show. don't like to start the show on a sad note, but we'll, we'll turn, some, turn it into a positive here. But uh, condolences to the family and friends of Jashawn Allen. Jashawn Allen was a local high school athlete. Uh, who started at Pineview High School. He was a defensive back. They used him a little bit on offense, but mostly a defensive guy. Really great player, really great guy, really great student. Uh, last year, after graduation, he joined Dixie State's team, uh, redshirted this season, but had the makings, the potential of being a very, very bright star uh, in the future for a Dixie team that was moving to division is moving to division one. And, uh, Deshaun Allen was in a traffic accident earlier this month. I don't really have any details on the accident, but I know he was in the hospital for quite some time and finally succumbed to his injuries, uh, a week ago. And, uh, the 18 year old young man, uh, passed away, but, uh, his dad was an assistant with Pineview. Uh, I've gotten to know him over the years. Just a great guy, great family. Deshaun was uh, an amazing young man, very physically gifted and talented, but also worked very hard, uh, on the field and in the classroom. He had a 3.98 grade point average. And I got to tell you, I got a couple of smart kids, uh, but Getting that grade point average to be that high takes some serious study, some serious work. And so anyway, I just want to wish the friends and family of Deshaun Allen, uh, uh, Mike, it's kind of my heartfelt condolences and the best of luck in in uh, dealing with this tragedy. Uh, you know, Deshaun uh, touched so many lives for the for the good. And, and that kind of leads me into my, like, what I wanted to talk about a little bit here at the beginning of the show was New Year's resolutions. And. You know, everybody has the one or two. I want to work out more. I want to lose weight. I want to eat better. Maybe get more sleep. Maybe eat those vegetables. I've been promising that I would eat my five cups, five cups of vegetables every single day. Uh, but uh, I will say this, and I learned this when my brother committed suicide. It's been twenty plus years since that happened. Uh, the thing that that I learned with the, with that death in the family and, and some other deaths in the family that we've experienced over the years is. The biggest and best resolution, the best commitment you can make to yourself is to be more present in the lives of those you love. Uh, not not as a critical, just just be there, just love them, just just be around them. Uh, emotionally, I you know, I, I, one of my one of my daughters, I you know, I, I kind of felt like I was losing her emotionally a little bit, to, and I, I realized a lot of it was my own fault. And, and so I've committed to trying harder, to doing better, to being more present. And I think if you're if you're going to make a resolution, okay, make your basic ones, make it, whichever ones you want, lose weight or gain weight or I don't know, study more, whatever it is. But uh, on top of all that, make a re- resolution to be there for those that you love to enjoy them because uh, we we don't get very long on this planet, and uh, you need to spend that time 
loving those that you should love and being kind to those, being kind to everyone. All right. Uh, it is uh, open line for the next 15 minutes. We want to talk uh, tax referendum a little bit, but if you have other things on your mind, give me a call, 673-5890. Now, there's a, a Facebook page out there. It's Utah 2019 Tax Referendum. Now, a little background on this. Okay, so you remember that House bill, I don't know, 440, whatever it was, uh, uh, where they tried to ram it through kind of a last-minute thing. They had a special committee, and they tried to get it through there, and it was a tax on services, among other things, and and uh, we, we caught them. We caught them red-handed. We caught the fox in the, in the chicken coop. We caught them, and so... Uh, the public was like, all right, we, we need to talk about this. So they went around the state and had, to, I don't know, it's like 10 different uh, uh, community, what do they call those, uh, town halls, talking about the tax referendum, or rather the tax uh, reform. And as they went around town, uh, they found out that Utahns, generally speaking, they didn't want anything to do with this tax reform because it was going to add it. They, they tried to disguise it. They said, well, we're going to cut income tax. And, uh, and, and, and you guys will get a bunch of money back and, or you won't pay as much or whatever the wording was. And then, and then they, they threw in behind that little, that shiny sheen of cutting income tax. They said, well, oh, by the way, we're going to tax gas more. We're going to tax food. We're going to tax services. Originally, it was just about every service you could think of from uh, piano lessons to, uh, radio advertising to uh, there were there were just a ton of taxes out there that they were going to throw in under the guise of quote unquote tax reform. Well, that didn't go over so well, so they came out with a second one, and then they came out with a third one, and now they've got a fourth one, and it's already been passed and signed by the governor. And us citizens went, wait a minute, hold on, everything. How can you ram this through? We still don't understand it. And what we do understand doesn't sound like a good deal to us. And they said basically, well, too bad. Unless you can get a, a you know, boatload of signatures, uh, we, can't even, we can't do a referendum and have you vote on it. So they came up with a bunch of signatures. They put together a, a, you know, a proposal to have us, the citizens, vote on it. And they rejected it because... According to them, a couple of the people that uh, were part of putting the referendum together hadn't voted in the last election. And so they said, no, 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 you can't do that. So they killed it, the referendum, that is. Well, fortunately, there are some people that really care about this kind of thing, and they have not given up. And one of the great places that you can go and learn more about this and be a part of this getting a referendum, getting the signatures together, and getting a referendum put together where we can finally let our voices be heard about this silly tax reform that they keep ramming down our throats is this Facebook page. Again, it's, you go to Facebook and search for Utah 2019 Tax Referendum. Okay, if you search that, you'll find a very active community. And check this out. So this page started with 300 and, I want to say 360, something like that, 360-something members. There are now... On this webpage, there are now uh, 167,000 members. I think. Oh, here we go. Okay, I got it wrong. Started out with 370. Today, there are 16,000 members, and thousands approved 
that have yet to join the page. Thousands more approved. So it's going to be up over 20,000. More than enough signatures, and they, they are doing these live signatures uh, around the state. And, and uh, we just we got to kill this, this silly tax reform. We had, a, we had a surplus last year, and yet they're coming in and they're saying we need to tax more stuff. And I, for one, am tired of them creating new taxes. Now, so this lady, her name is, uh, her name is Leslie Groves. Leslie put out a, uh, a meme, or maybe she just shared it. But anyway, the meme was basically this. Uh, it's a picture of some coins, and it says, The tax reform bill will create a new tax or increase the tax on gas, food, towing and parking, streaming media, shipping and handling, pet boarding and daycare, installations, ride-sharing, identity services, dating services, security monitoring, newspapers and textbooks, college athletic events, and more. Tell the legislature to stop nickel and diming us. Sign the Utah tax referendum today. And then they actually have a website, ut2019taxreferendum.com. Okay, so this got back to one of the legislators. And uh, this was, this was his, his response. And I'll go over it quick. I'll, I'll summarize uh, some of it. Basically, he said, I don't know who created this meme, but it contains some inaccuracies. Uh, and then he says, athletic events have always been taxed. It's just been included in the ticks, uh, the tickets. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bill took sales tax off feminine products and cut income tax more than all the items except gas and food. Had we cut sales tax instead of income tax, 15, 16% of that break would have gone to non-residents and not addressed the separate fund balances. And then here's the kicker right toward the end. He said, uh, how do you suggest we solve the problem of only $42 million ongoing in general fund this upcoming session? That's not even a 2% salary increase for state employees before the money is gone. So his biggest argument is we don't have enough for more stuff. We can't give ourselves big enough raises. Oh, man. I'm not kidding. That was his response. You can read it online. Let's go, let's go to the phone lines. It's 919. Good morning. You're on with Andy this morning. What's up? So how are you doing this morning, Andy? Good, good. I'm a little irritated with this tax bill that they're trying to ram through. But other than that, I'm doing great. Good. Listen, um, earlier in the year, uh, before BYU football started, you thought this was going to be a big turnaround season for them. And um, (laughs) I wonder if you still feel that way and if it was a successful season. And what do you feel now about rehiring this uh, Kaloni Sabaki? Uh, uh, You know, it seems like... uh, you know, since they rehired him, they dropped two games they probably should have won. And that one Saturday was just an absolute disaster. You know what so, I remember? What do you think? Are you, are you still think that thing is heading in its right direction? You know what it reminded me of a little bit? I don't know if, if you're a BYU fan or if you followed them for years. I well, remember- I'm a big BYU fan. That's why... I'm so disappointed in the whole thing. I remember that. Do you remember the year Ty Detmer won the Heisman Trophy, and they announced it before the bowl game? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then they went into the bowl game and played Texas A&M and just got murdered. They lost like it was like yeah. sixty-three to twenty or something yeah. like that. And Ty Detmer was injured, and it kind of reminded me of that when they when they extended Satake's contract. 
and then and then uh, went out and lost a couple of games. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed. Obviously, I, I really thought that they would finish strong. They had a couple of really landmark victories this year: the win over Boise State when they were ranked highly, the, the win at Tennessee. But uh, overall, yeah, major major disappointment this year for BYU sports and BYU football in particular. Let's go back to the tax referendum. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's up? Morning, Andy. Morning. This is uh, Brent Hall. I was actually hey, on Brent. your show a couple times I back in the spring when we were fighting the 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 ramrod out of control bill that the leaders in the legislature tried to put through. So you know I've been very involved with this for about a year. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to give you a new perspective from, from where you're at. Okay. Um, I followed it all the way through the summer. I went to the, the uh, um, here, well, what was it, a public meeting that yeah, they the had here, gave thing, input. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to tell you that the folks running the referendum are definitely not telling all the story. Um, they're kind of knee-jerking to a few issues without looking at the big picture. Okay. And uh, as far as my analysis of the effect of it, the um, the actual bill that they finally passed is 98% better than the one they tried to do last, last March. Um, it's still not, definitely not perfect, and taxes are still too high. You know, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but the effect of this bill, uh, I'm trying to get some, some detailed analysis on it, but what I've been told so far, just on the, on the rough look, that an average lower-income family will probably save about $100 on the bill. And what the legislature is trying to do is address um, what they feel like are shortages in the sales tax, which funds the general state government, um, obviously they could control spending better, and, and that's something that I definitely would encourage them. Um, but what this bill does is trying to shift revenue from income tax by cutting income tax and putting more in the sales tax fund to run the state government. And part of the, the drain on state government and part of the problem with referendums is here uh, two or three years ago, people passed a referendum that they wanted the state to fully fund Medicaid. Well, that comes out of the general state budget, and there was not money there to fund that. And and that gets bigger and bigger every year. The federal government is still kind of subsidizing them, but the, the legislature is really nervous about being able to, to fulfill that commitment that the public told them, hey, we want you to pay for this, and not giving revenue to be able to do it. Right. And so I have, I have real concerns about a referendum process that, that is um, kind of like the government runs in D.C., where they run that omnibus bill, and it's just up or down vote. There's no opportunity for debate, for mm-hmm. amendments or anything. And the public does not have the, the time or the attention to really get into all the details. And so there's a reason we have a republic form of government where we elect mm-hmm. legislators we send them we have them figure out the problems and i feel like they did their job with this in march they were not and, right and i was very um concerned about that and and you know what our legislators did listen and our local guys did get involved in the process and i feel like they did what what they should do in the system now if we don't like the result 
If we think taxes are too high, then we need to talk to them about that. We need to encourage them to control spending. But but I I definitely do not support this referendum because it it does not anticipate the problems. Um, if you go ahead and put take sales tax back off food, then all of a sudden you're shorting the state government, and then they're just going to go ahead and raise the rate. <laughs> so so um, so you said you don't support the referendum, which means that at this point not. you do support the bill. You're you're okay I with do. it? I do. I, I don't support the level of spending that our state has. I think they need to right. control spending. But what they did with this bill is they shifted tax revenue from income tax by lowering income tax, and they shifted over to get more in the sales tax revenue to fund the programs that the public's telling them they want. Um, and the overall benefit is actually a net decrease to, to your average um, lower-income family. Um, and that's not coming out in this referendum. They're not telling you that. And we had sales tax on food for a long time. And, and I could give you articles that say that reducing sales tax on food doesn't really help lower income that much. It, mm-hmm. it would be much better for them if we increased income tax exemptions. And, and there's a lot of stuff in, in what they did to help people. Uh, it's too complicated to give on the radio, you know, on just a phone call. Right. But overall, it was... It was fulfilling the process of republic form of government, and and a referendum is pure democracy. And you know we've talked about that in a democracy, two wolves can vote the lamb to be their dinner. That's right. And and democracy is not a good form of government, and public referendums are not the best way to get things done. Um, we need to talk to our legislators and, and encourage them. And and if we want different people, then we have public elections every two years, and we can change them. Mm-hmm. And that's how we need to to have public input. I mean, we need to talk to them. But I just have some real concerns about just doing a knee-jerk referendum um, to oppose something that was public for eight months. They went out. They talked to people. They listened. Um, they debated. They amended. I mean, the bill they passed was like the 11th version. So, and, and they watered, they were taxing more services when they first came out with the task force report. Oh, yeah. They were, and every, yeah. every version watered it down, watered it down. And so the stuff they're taxing does have some logic. For example, streaming services. Those used to be physical products that were subject to sales tax. And so they're trying to capture things that were given exemptions or that kind of went around the edge of the system and just get sales tax back to where it used to be. And so most of them aren't really new taxes. Uh, they're just trying to beef it up. Now, now definitely by raising and, – and let me just tell you, they raised fuel tax rates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're too high. I think they spend too much money on, on roads and things. I think they could be much more efficient. And, and so I'm not in favor of raising those taxes. But that's something that we need to take up with them and, and encourage them to control spending. But to just throw this bill out. Um, or, you know, put the sales tax back on food because it makes us feel better that we're helping the, quote, poor, it's not right. And for example, food stamps and, and all the government programs are not subject to sales tax. Right, right. And so the really poor don't pay any sales tax on food. All right. It, th- thank you, Brent, for the call. Appreciate it. it it's it, definitely food for thought, and I appreciate you changing my perspective a little bit. I still... A little bit nervous about this bill, and I, I think you're right. The referendum is tough in, in that there's no public debate. It's either, like you said, black or white, yes or no, in or out. Uh, 
I just, you know, I, I, I guess I need to crunch the numbers a little better. It, it seems like to me, when I look at it, I feel like I'm still going to be paying more money than I already am paying. And that's the thing that makes me uh, nervous. All right, go back to the phone line. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Good morning, Andy. Thanks for being patient. You bet. You know, the uh, we need to start at the beginning of all of this with uh, taxation and so forth. And as you know, I've asked... Uh, Mayor Pike, uh, about the proper role of government. And that needs not only at the city level, at the state and the federal level. The problem is all of this taxation is outside of the proper role of government. And until we get that under control uh, or or define what that is, we're going to continue to have people in office that are going to use their opinion as to what the best way to uh, run the government. And that's we're, we're never going to arrive at a place that, that preserves the republic, like the gentleman was just talking about. Most people in this country have no idea the form of government that the Founding Fathers gave us and the government that we have today. They're going to continue to raise taxes until they have some curbs that tell them, hey, wait a minute, that's not, that isn't the proper role of government. For example, funding Medicaid, that is not the proper role of government. Right. And until we get back to the beginning, until we get, put some curbs back in place for these guys, we're never going to have any reduction in government because any time these guys see an opportunity to grow the government, they're going to. And so, you know, in, in, a, in a nutshell, let's get these guys to define what their understanding of the proper role of government is, and then we can go from there. But. You know, in, in St. George, we get a new mayor, we get a new definition of what the proper role of government is. That's right. And, uh, you know, the, the one that just last, because I know you're short on time, the state of Utah is subsidized every year. $4 billion comes from the federal government in order for Utah to balance its budget. True. Until we break that, uh, that uh, government largesse, we are never going to begin to improve anything. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're beholden to them uh, with that check coming every year, and and they and they run their budget based on that check being there. Of course they do, and if that four billion dollars wasn't there, which you know our federal government's already twenty three trillion dollars in debt and, and growing fast, at some point that money either isn't going to come or that money isn't going to buy anything, because as you know our dollar continues to be worth less and less and less. And, you know, all this talk about taxation is very important, and I hope that we don't, uh, we don't drop this because it's, it, it's like, I think it was Seth that said it, uh, the power to tax is the power to destroy. And if anybody doesn't think that, take a look at your annual taxation or even your monthly taxation. We are taxed to death already, and yeah. all they can talk about is increasing taxes. Yep. Yeah, you're right. In fact, you know, it's going to be fun. Not fun. It's going to be horrible. But uh, year in, and I've made, I've talked about it a lot on this show, is that this is the first actual full-time working for an employer job I've had in 20-something years because I was always an independent contractor. So it's going to be interesting to me when year in comes and I look at exactly how much taxes I paid on my income this year. It's going to be, I think it's going to be painful. It's going to be sad. It's going to be frustrating and uh you know i i i don't i don't know what the answer is but i know that this is a big big stone rolling down the hill uh and and i will say this uh, i i feel like 
I feel like the politicians, a lot of them don't get it. You know, and, and, and I've, I've had politicians on this show and I've said, well, you get a check every month. What, how do you feel when you look at that check and you see this big old hunk, sometimes 40% or more, taken out of your income every month? Uh, last month, last month I did, you know, I do a lot of appearances on the side. I get paid to go, you know, go do a live remote or go do a speech or, or, or whatever. And last month, my entire side check was taken to pay the taxes. And that could be pretty daunting and pretty frustrating. Morning to you, 937. This is News Radio 94.9, 890KDX. We do have a guest uh, coming on here in just a minute. He's having some phone difficulties, so hopefully we can get those uh, solved. Ed Kuyper is his name. And uh, we were going to talk with Ed a little bit about phobias. Do you have a, a phobia? Is there something that, uh, I don't know, make, makes you uh, queasy, a weak need? I have a couple. I'm not afraid to talk about them. They're real, and uh, uh, I believe they're based on uh, the fear of death. Uh, one of them is, is buildings uh, after, uh, above about three stories. Uh, heights, I guess, would be a more accurate uh, description. Uh, the fear of height of about, uh, from about uh, 20 feet to about, well, uh, you know, 1,500 feet. I won't do Angel's Landing. Uh, I will not lean over the railing of a tall building. Uh, truth be told, it makes it makes me queasy. It makes my knees shake. It makes me my stomach do somersaults. And so, uh, that's that's definitely a phobia of mine. Now, I don't have a fear of flying. That kind of height doesn't bother me. And if 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 it's if you're not high enough that it'll it'll kill you, it doesn't bother you. Ten fifteen feet. I don't have a problem with that height. It's just you get a little bit higher where I feel like if I fall down, I will die. That's the kind of height that bothers me. Uh, how about you? Do you have a phobia? Six seven three five eight nine zero. Some of the more common ones, uh, flying spiders, snakes. A lot of women have fear of mice. Mice never bothered me too much. Uh, or, or rats. I had I had the cutest rat when I was in college uh, for a biology class, behavioral behavioral psychology, not biology, psychology class, and uh, we trained the rat to turn on a light simply uh, with some uh, some liquid uh, deprivation. Where it, and then he came in and if he pushed the button for the light, and then he got a drink. His name was Ralph. And uh, trying to do the right thing, at the end of the semester, I went in to my professor and I said, Professor, I'd like to take Ralph home. I'd like to make Ralph a part of my family. And he said, no. And I said, what? why not? I said, I know other people that have taken their rat home. He goes, yeah, they didn't ask. I said, what? He says, legally, once you ask me, I have to tell you no. If you had just taken the rat home, it would have been fine. But you didn't take the rat home. You instead, uh, you... Uh, yeah, asked. Shouldn't have asked. All right, uh, we're trying to get Ed Kuyper on the line. He's had some phone issues. Let's see if we can uh, see if is this Ed? This is not Ed. Are you there? Yes. Hello. Is this Ed? Well, my middle name is Edward. Oh yeah. no, this isn't the Ed I was looking for. All right. Well, what's on your mind today? We'll get Ed when 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 he calls. What, what's well, going on? Well, you mentioned uh, your height phobia. 
Yes, yeah. You, you, you mentioned you mentioned three stories. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Uh, well, I was told, and by the way, you probably don't recognize my voice. I've, I've got a cold. I'm getting. I'm trying to get over it. And the yeah, it's been gosh, three and a, it's been basically since. Anyway, but the doctor won't give me an antibiotic, so I'm stuck with it. Anyway, yeah, those um, colds are brutal. So, so do you have a phobia then, or? Yeah, so uh, height, uh, as far as height goes, uh-huh. three stories, three stories is 33 feet, which ironically is is 10 meters. That's uh-huh. the 10-meter platform from platform diving. Right, you know, right, um, right. Right. Over that, and uh, hitting water a certain way is like hitting concrete, so you have to dive a certain way. But uh, sure. the one I have is trypophobia. Trypophobia. Okay, which is? Um, simply put, I think they say it's the fear of uh, holes, but you have to look it up. Um, fear of holes? Like like a hole in the ground? Yeah, it's called T-R-Y-P is in Paul, O-phobia. Trypophobia, huh. And then if you Google it, and you look up images, you can start to see what kind of what they're talking about. Do you see that? Yeah, I haven't Googled it yet. I'm, I'm tr- still trying to juggle this phone line and see if we can get Ed oh, on there. Anyway, but... it's triplophobia. <laughs> it's just this weird thing I didn't know I had, and someone showed it to me, and I was like, ah. Anyway, so there you yeah. go. Cool. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go back to the phone line. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm afraid of acrobats. Afraid of acrobats? Being one yeah. or seeing one? Acrophobia. Ah, uh, got uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, there was a huge psychologist and stuff, uh, and I can't recall his name, a motivational kind of guy, and he said that people scare the hell out of themselves in high places. Hmm. So, go to a high place. Okay. And uh, take your favorite food and your favorite drink and enjoy yourself and create positive kinds of feelings and change the dialogue in your head. You think this will get me up Angel's Landing? (laughs) Uh, I've done it many times. It's uh, (laughs) incredible. Look right in front of you. Look at the chain.
No, I, I think that's fantastic. I still, I, I don't know that there's anything anyone on this planet could say that could get me up Angel's Landing. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, Seth. Distracting the mind, serving others, all those things are fantastic. And that might help some people with some phobias. But I, I just don't. I, and you're going to anticipate being afraid at, yeah. at uh, Angel's Landing. I'm afraid right now of Angel's Landing. And, and there's... And there's Millions and billions of people have gone there, and, and of course, most people that I've taken up there were afraid. But once you uh, look at the rocks and, and carry on a conversation or help somebody, all that fear goes away. Hmm. Take a sandwich, take something with you, get in a high place, enjoy yourself. All right, all right. I, I, well, whatever that's, well, just, yeah, okay, uh, Psychology 101, I'm sorry. All right, thanks, Seth, appreciate you the call. Bet. Good to talk to you. Let's go to line two. Call her on with Andy this morning. How are you? Good. Um, I have a phobia, a fear that I need to get into a really high place before I muster up the courage to turn on your radio show for fear of hearing Seth <laughs> Almost every day, on and on and on. Um, it gets old, so I'm learning to overcome that fear and try to still listen to your show. All right. All right. Thanks okay. for the call. Appreciate it. For the record, Seth does not call every day. It might seem like Seth calls every day, but he's about three times a week. Uh, and, uh, again, we've had meetings about not just Seth, but the frequent callers. And the, the, the fact is, is uh, I have been told to go ahead and let those people continue calling, but try to limit the length of their phone calls. So hopefully, uh, if you're a regular listener, you have noticed that little bit of a change in the program. We, we do let the regulars call. And I think it's a good thing to have the regulars call, but we just got to keep them a little bit shorter. Caller on with Andy. It's an open line on Monday. What's up? What's on your mind? Immovable objects. Okay. Like a uh, cave, if you're in a cave in a narrow. Um, That's a big one if, for you? Yeah, because um, there's a, a high and a low obstacle that's... Um, restricting me and they don't move hmm. you get stuck in one of those um there was a karchner cave in arizona that was like a sinkhole and people would crawl down in there and then you get inside the mountain and there's a huge huge cavern as big as a football field yeah but um they uh restricted it they didn't tell anybody about it because they didn't want vandalism, but it, now it's a big uh, state park. Um, another one, the same thing is like um, the Narrows up here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Park. Yeah. Um, I was working with a youth group, and I took kids up there. And uh, there was a girl that got stuck in there, and boy, I tell you, she got out eventually. We helped her out, but um, I've never seen anybody so fearful or frightened or emotional about being stuck up there. It took her a couple of hours to get over it. Um, maybe she never did get over it, but um, probably probably not. It's probably still there. 
in her heart. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's something that I avoid, which I don't want to get stuck between two immovable objects. I don't blame you. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call, phone call. Very interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's ever been a big one for me. I know uh, someone in my family is very claustrophobic. Uh, fear of small places, and I think that's born of the same type of phobia in that you feel like you're, you're going to get stuck and never be able to get out again. And that's a real, real phobia, a big one in, in some people's lives, claustrophobia. Uh, I don't have a problem with elevators. I don't have a problem with car washes or, or those types of enclosed places. But I can tell you if it was really tight like the narrows, you don't have to squeeze between those things, or a cave, a, a tight cave. And I guess the, the thing I think about with those types of things is if you go back and look at, okay, people volunteered. They decided they're going to go spelunking. That's the word. They're going to go cave exploring. And when they cave explore, they get stuck. And, uh, you know, the classic example, remember all those little boys that, uh, I don't know, the scout troop or whatever in Thailand that got stuck this last year? And they had they they moved hell and high water to get them out. And actually, I think one or two people ended up dying. I think they were the divers ended up dying trying to get these kids out. And I just man, oh man, why would you put yourself in that situation? I guess I, I don't know. The need to overcome fears is is that uh, is that so important? If you can, if it's a voluntary thing, I don't need to go to Angels Landing. I don't feel like anything's missing out of my life if I don't go to Angels Landing. So, all right, got to take a break. Uh, it's 9.50 on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. Joe Shoney is a local loan consultant serving Southern Utah for more than 25 years. You go online to the online surveys, and I'm telling you, if you can get 4.9 stars, 4.91 stars out of five, that's an incredible, incredible record. Let me read you a couple of reviews. Five stars from Robert H. in Enoch. He says, patience in work, uh, Joe had patience in working with us, promptness in answering our questions, ability to resolve problems along the way let's scroll down to uh, this is john in st george said joe and his people we dealt with were very helpful and pleasant to deal with they all made us feel as family and did everything they could to help us all done with a smile many thanks and one more this is cheryl and Perwin. thank you all for working so hard to get my loan approved and closed joe shoney your local loan consultant that focuses on customer service how do you get a hold of them 435-590-6300 is a phone number, 435-590-6300. Or you can email Joe. It's joe.shoney, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, at nafinc.com. Morning again to you, 953 on News Radio 949-890-KDXU. Thank you so much for listening. I have a, a little bit of bad news. My guest today, a gentleman by the name of Ed Kuyper, was supposed to come on at 9.30. Uh, Ed was having some issues with his phone, trying to get it to work right. When he finally got it working, he sent me this text. He said, uh, unfortunately, I was injured in a fall on some ice last night and in the hospital. I'm in pretty severe pain, uh, pain right now in my left leg. Let's reschedule for a day in the next couple of weeks. Give me a call. So Ed will not be joining us today. We're just about out of time anyway, so uh, that's okay. But uh, oh, that's tough for, for Ed. Uh, and uh, hopefully he'll get better, get feeling better, and get everything uh, fixed right and everything and be back at it. Uh, coming up in the next couple of days here on the show, let's see. There it is. Tomorrow is the 31st. Sandra Dalton-Smith will join us. And really fascinating topic with Sandra Dalton-Smith. Now, when you are 
advanced age, whether you're like me in your 50s or maybe 60s or 70s, uh, it seems like we're always sleepy, always tired. You know, sit down for more than five minutes, end up falling asleep. And one of the reasons that Sandra uh, is really coming on the show to talk about is the fact that we're not very good at resting. That is something that, uh, as Americans, we are failing at. And so Sandra is going to come on the show and talk a little bit about how we can be better at resting. Maybe we're not getting enough sleep, but maybe it's a little deeper than that. How about enough rest? Are you tired and sit down and do nothing, but then you fall asleep? And why are you falling asleep? She's got seven steps of rest that we need to master to be at our best. So that's on the program tomorrow at 930. Again, her name is Sandra Sandra Dalton-Smith. She'll be on tomorrow morning. Uh, Coming up on Wednesday, it's New Year's. We won't have a show. Thursday, Mayor Pike will be on the program. We'll talk with Mayor Pike a little bit. And then an open line on Friday. We've got about uh, four minutes left in the show. Let's go back to the phone line. Hey, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm good. What's on your mind? Has anybody called in about the uh, referendum against the new tax law? Have you talked about that this morning? Yeah, we spent probably the first 15, 20 minutes of the show talking about it. And uh, Brent, Brent Hall actually called and said, uh, you know, he was one of the big uh, opponents of it when it first came out. He said uh, that it's, he's, he's, actually, uh, he's actually in favor of the new bill now compared to way, the, the way it was before because he feels like that they made enough changes to make it uh, palatable. What, how do you feel about it, Larry? Well, this is Larry Myers. I'm one of the ones that's helping the uh, with the referendum against it. Mm-hmm. We're trying to put it on the ballot for next year so the people can have a vote on it. Right. And I would agree that they did make some improvements in it, but it's still a lot of bad stuff. The things that most of the people who are supporting the referendum don't like is, number one, they're raising the gas tax uh, substantially. Yeah, number that's... two, they're raising the tax on food substantially. Mm-hmm. And number three, they're taxing new services. Things that didn't used to be taxed are now going to be taxed. And so I wanted to invite people to come sign against it. If you want to put that on the ballot and have a vote up or down on the tax law, we've got the referendum going today at the St. George Library. Oh, okay. What, uh, what time? Well, starting right now, 10 o'clock until 2, people can come downstairs and sign the referendum, uh, bring your driver's license. And if you're out on the west side, you want to come later, uh, we're going to be at the Santa Clara Library uh, this afternoon between 3 and 7. That's Santa Clara. So St. George Library this morning, Santa Clara after 3 today. And then there's going to be uh, one in Hurricane tomorrow morning, uh, 10 to 2, out at the Hurricane Library. So plenty of opportunities for people to sign if they want to. Is there some? Is there somewhere we can go to find out more information? Kind of cut through the the rhetoric and find out a little bit more about this before before we sign. Just just uh, is there is there somewhere uh, a, a yeah, place there's, for information? There's a, web, there's a website. You'd have to probably search it. I don't have the URL on the tip of my tongue here. Uh, if you search for 2019 Utah tax and referendum 2019. Utah tax referendum. You could probably find the website pretty easily. I actually and have it here. Website, it's UT. Uh, okay. It's UT twenty nineteen tax referendum dot com. UT twenty nineteen yeah. tax referendum dot com. And there's a lot of a lot of answers to questions there. Uh, different things about what's in the bill. The text of the bill is is linked there. 
and then opportunities for people to donate or find out where uh, signings are going to be. So a lot of information at that website. I think that will be that'll be key to have that out there. Is it is it fairly informative or is it kind of one sided? I mean, I guess is it middle of the road or one sided? The information. Uh, on that well, site? The, the website is in support of the referendum, so the information that is provided there would uh, be in favor of the referendum. But it, it's tried to be accurate. You know, there's not. Um, I don't know what you call it, rhetoric. I, I would think that the information that they put on the website, they've tried to be as accurate as possible. So I guess okay. people can take a look at it and, and decide for themselves. All right. Very good, Larry. Appreciate you calling yeah, in. Well, and we had the one for, side, so it's good to hear the other side, too. There you go. It's good to hear both sides. Well, we invite people to come, and if they can't make it today or tomorrow, then just keep an eye out. We'll have future signings to uh, for people to come and sign if they want. So thank you. All right. Thanks, Larry. So St. George Library today, 10 to 2, and then Santa Clara this afternoon after 3 o'clock, and then tomorrow morning, Hurricane Library, if you want to sign this tax referendum. Uh, I would encourage you, again, to, to learn more about it, whether you go to, to their website, uh, which was uh, ut2019taxreferendum.com, or just go out and, and, and uh, you can go to any of the media outlets, especially I saw a good story about it on the Deseret News, desnews.com. Uh, there was one on the sltrib.com as well. Uh, and, and learn more about, the, about this thing. We're out of time. Thanks for listening today. Back tomorrow.